So, hey, Frank, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> it's great, great to see you. <laughs> great and to they, see you. And thank you for doing this interview with me on um, quieting the thinking mind, because I know that you are an experienced, you're experienced in this area, and um, I would love to hear some of your thoughts and share it with others who are looking to... And we call it meditation. Sometimes I use a different term because a lot of people feel like meditation is this loaded term. Um, so I, I just am so excited to hear your ideas and thoughts and experiences. Um, so all right, just right off the bat, um, love to talk with you about this practice that you do regularly. And wondering if you can talk a little bit about, you know, this will be a little bit of your introduction to why and how you started doing this and mm -hmm. um, how it's benefited you. That's kind of three and mm -hmm. one. So uh, how, I st how I started... Um, it was in college in Vermont. Um, I had an English professor. Uh, this particular kind of meditation, Shambhala meditation, Buddhist. Um, and so he introduced me to Shambhala Buddhism and that version of meditation. But I was meditating earlier than that. Um, and I, it, it was really mostly about um, anxiety and depression. Mm. Um, so I struggled um, in college. And I, I think before that, actually I know before that, especially with depression. Yeah. So the anxiety started happening more and more, or I started realizing that's, that um, I was very fearful mm. um, in classrooms and um, in college. And uh, I was pretty much introverted. So, so then I just stumbled upon, okay, sitting, quieting the mind, um, and, and, and I tried other things like jogging, and, um, and, but I, I just kept coming back to meditation. Mm. Uh, and so that's how it started. So, it, so this was in uh, late 80s, early 90s, mm. and then... Um, and then I, I started a, a, a club in, in, in college. I mean, it was uh -huh. easy to start up, you know, these, you know, the, 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 the writing club, or the, <laughs> this club or that club, the bicycle yeah. club. And, um, and that's what they, they called them, the club, whatever club. Yeah. And, and what I started with this professor, this English professor who was a student of Shogyam Trumpa Rinpoche, mm -hmm. um, it, uh, was, and he's uh, one of the founders of Shambhala. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah. right. He, is, he is the founder. The and, founder, and, yeah. Yeah, the founder of Shambhala. And, um, and, and so this professor of mine, uh, Stephen Butterfield, he, um, I, I asked him about starting a, a meditation club. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and he said, great. You know, that's what he was doing in other places in Vermont. Uh, he was facilitating meditation, um, and he had been, you know, a, a student uh, of uh, of, uh, of Shogun Trumpa uh, oh. since the early seventies, huh. and and um, and we called it the Zen Club. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, 
so he would facilitate and it was uh, on the weekends once a week mm. and and so that's when I started really getting into it um, mm. uh, but I was I was very uh, anti um, religious only because I didn't like the 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 confines of, of those the, those kinds of structures yeah I was just uh, usually not wanting to obey rules. Yeah. So, so any kind of religion. Um, uh, I also looked at Buddhism that way too, and yeah. so I, the meditation made sense, and and so I was learning more and more about Buddhism as well, mm-hmm. and finding out that it wasn't about um, uh, adhering to any kind of. Uh, way of being but except to uh, really learn about yeah. how the mind and body works yeah it's almost like they say it's a philosophy mm-hmm. or a way of being and not a religion right. right right yeah which I don't think a lot of people necessarily realize about Buddhism yeah it's right? it, I see it as I mean there are different aspects of it but um, what what I liked about it it was it was more uh, psychological yes. than yeah. what I grew up with, yeah. which is uh, Catholicism, yeah. and in uh, uh, and, and and also learned not to put any way of being down. So yeah. um, not to look down on any particular uh, religion or way of being or yeah. spirit, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was actually part of part of Shambhala. Huh. Um, Huh. Not to get the ego involved, where yes. it says, "Oh, you know, we're we're better than people who do this, right. or people who do that." Um, so to 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 be aware of that, yeah, uh, that that just causes suffering. Yeah, and so did you notice like it started changing? How did you notice benefits? I know we always are looking for like short term mm. things, yeah. but did you notice that you felt better or? Yeah. How did it, I, I was pretty hard on myself at first yeah um, for a while uh, and uh, thinking that okay I have to meditate a certain amount of time 45 minutes yeah. or an hour and then I then I you know I'd be good yeah uh, but I, I later learned that uh, having those expectations that I'm going to get something out of it um, it was uh, <laughs> It was a trap. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it was learning, learning to be as opposed to uh, looking into the future and saying, "Okay, if I do this amount, I'll have yeah, I'll have these benefits." Right. So, the, so the benefits are are um, what comes out of it uh, is 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 um, learning to be aware of. Of thoughts, of, of emotions, and uh, really learning to be with them and giving them space. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're uh, the common metaphor is that emotions, thoughts, and body sensations are like clouds that that form, disappear, form, disappear, and it's it's not about controlling them. Mm-hmm. Because what I found, and a lot of other people have found, is the more you resist or try to control them, suppress them, act them out, um, they they have you. Yes. You're enslaved by mm. 
by these thoughts and emotions and body sensations, but learning to to understand their behavior. Yeah. So separating yourself to a degree from those thoughts, um, those unwanted thoughts, difficult emotions, a body sensation. So so you have a better understanding of what they tend to do. Yes. Uh, and what are the conditions where they they either go away or they yeah. come up or they get become more intense. Yeah. So so that that in and is is how um, I feel a lot more relaxed and more more spacious. And is, is yeah. by backing away from yeah. them, but not running away, mm-hmm. but but just uh, letting them be. Mm-hmm. So if you're letting them be, uh, really, uh, the result is that you're you're teaching yourself to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, with anything, whatever comes up. Mm-hmm. And do you find that you're able to use those tools in like your job, which jobs are not always places that we think of as relaxing, but when challenges come up, do you are you able to pull upon your tools of your practice? Yeah, as a, a, a social worker yeah. slash therapist, um, uh, I'm privileged and lucky to to uh, be able to teach this. And, and mm. so I'm practicing when I'm, I'm reminding myself, okay, this is, these are the benefits that I get out of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm doing this all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and you're teaching this to your clients, you mean? Right. That's so cool. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I'm learning about how to be in the world yeah. at the same time. Uh, how I am in the world is um, practicing it at, at my work, yeah. at my job. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing the same thing, and I'm reminding people that this is what I've known to be effective. Yeah. Um, there's... There's plenty of research, particularly in uh, acceptance and commitment therapy, which which is a, a behavioral approach. So you you take an action, you know, all right, does that does that help or not? You take a particular action. Mm-hmm. It could be the action could be staying in bed mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it does that help you to feel better, huh. uh, or the action could be. Um, going for a walk mm. and how does how does that help mm. yeah. so so it's looking at uh, the actions and what kinds of benefits mm-hmm. uh, come from that sounds like you're providing with people t- people with tools that they can use yeah. in their own lives and <coughs> I know that um, many people are interested in meditation or they they know that the benefits you know we know about that neuroscience has shown us that meditation can actually change the brain and mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of health benefits, you know, short-term and long-term. But I think a lot of people don't know, they think, well, I can't do this or, you know, I can't, mm-hmm. I maybe I've tried it once and it didn't work. And so do you have any, I guess, advice to offer mm-hmm. to people that are yeah, yeah, struggling yeah. to begin or to make it <clears throat> a regular habit and or to make it a regular habit? Mm-hmm. Um it's uh, there's um, so way uh, I, this this doesn't come from me um, 
I think it comes from Mark Nepo, a poet, writer, and, and he said, um, he said, uh, the way to, uh, uh, to be fearless is to look at the fear, yeah. is to face it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would add, uh, is to let yourself feel the mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. So that's where um, courage and confidence naturally comes from, is, is letting yourself feel vulnerable. Yeah. So one of, one of the ways that if, if people are like, oh, no, I've done that, I've tried that, that, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> sometimes what they're looking for is... is is not to be silent, uh, silent, and uh, because that that could be um, triggering, uh, but to uh, have some kind of anchor, some yeah. c- kind of grounding, um, which an alternative way. Uh, this is mindfulness in action or meditation in action. Is um, is one version of is paying attention to your body sensations mm-hmm. and you can do this while you're in motion when you're when you're walking you can mm-hmm. pay attention to the bottom of your feet mm-hmm. um, how your legs are moving uh, mm-hmm. so the more you're in your senses the more present mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. uh, so that's where the saying you know come to your senses com- comes from oh, is, yeah, is to be stable <laughs> and to be stable in that context is to um, to use your senses, yeah. to see what's happening now, to hear what's happening now, huh. to feel what's happening now, huh. and and you know the other uh, taste, smell, uh, but especially the the senses that we most often use the, the hearing and uh, visual and the, uh, huh. especially the physical sensation because um, that that's always happening. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's 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 sort of um, I'm just making up this word denumbing yourself. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and so, <coughs> so that you're not in that state of fear constantly, because that's what numbing is. Mm-hmm. And what I teach people is is to me, uh, I mean, you, when we use the word addiction, that's such a loaded word, but. Um, Addiction to me is 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 avoidance, and mm-hmm. so it's avoidance of what avoidance of these, these thoughts and emotions, emotions right. and sensations. So, yeah. so that we try to find ways of avoiding those things um, through you know food or drugs, sex, uh, watching movies all the time, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, uh, and. And that just keeps that cycle that, uh, of uh, uh, just prolonging, keeping, tamping things down. Yeah. So it's like I, I've heard that <clears throat> the word for depression, depressing, pressing down. Interesting. Uh, is, is, again, that avoidance is mm-hmm. suppressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what happens is that, that pressure mm-hmm. of tamping things down and making sure they're down there. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be in the metaf- <clears throat> in in the form of um, uh, illness, mm-hmm. physical illness, mm-hmm. because uh, emotions are f- physiological. They, mm-hmm. you know, when we get anxious, yeah. we tense up. Yeah. The the 
blood vessels constrict, not enough uh, oxygenated blood uh, uh, getting to the organs that need it, and then uh, more likelihood uh, for plaque to build up when mm -hmm. when the vessels are so uh, small and constricted mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're, there's a lot of wear and tear in the heart mm -hmm. um, so so this is you know there it, it there are thoughts and our emotions in our body there's there's no there's no separation between yeah. any of those yeah that's so I just love everything you're saying that just it's so beautiful and so I guess I'm thinking um, that, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you here in your workplace, which is cool because that's a lot of what I'm working on in this work, too. And I'm wondering, like, in the, I'm, I'm sure there are people that challenge you or situations that challenge you. And from what I know of you, you have this magical way of never, you don't seem to let it get to you. So mm. what do you do? <laughs> like, what are you doing if somebody, you have this email that, what are, what's going, what are, what are some, like, practices you have in mm -hmm. those moments when you feel, we know, you know, that you're feeling challenged? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not at work, but it could be anywhere. <coughs> so, it, when, uh, uh, I'll, I'll go right back to that, but it, yeah. it relates to, um, for example, I, I, I play drums, I practice. Um, you know, I, I take lessons once a week, and and so uh, yeah. when I play with people, I want to be flexible, yeah. and 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 to be able to uh, to play whatever I can play, mm -hmm. whatever I want to play, so as flexible and expansive in my skills as possible. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with meditation. So mm -hmm. when I sit. I'm, I'm paying attention to the thoughts that are coming and going, the emotions that are coming up, physical sensations, um, including what we just talked about with the, yeah. you know, uh, our senses, using, using my senses to notice what's happening now. Yeah. So, so the, the mantra is, what's happening right now? What's yeah. happening now? Um, it could be a memory. It could be whatever. It doesn't matter, and not not trying to run from that. And mm -hmm. and then, as an anchor, if I keep getting lost, that this is where the paying attention to the breathing comes in. Is I'll go back to the breathing if yeah. I'm too much in my thoughts. If, yeah. If I'm lost in my emotions, if I'm lost uh, wherever. Uh, so it's it's really learning how to be flexible. Yeah. And not being rigid, and so being with whatever is coming up. Um, there's an exercise where you you look into a mirror and you notice notice what you see. You know the, you, the wrinkles in your face, your clothes, whatever it may be, and then you you look back and look at the mirror itself. Yeah, huh. it's the same thing as as when we get lost in our thoughts. Yeah we're in those details of the thoughts or emotions or body sensations um, and and if you can step step back mm -hmm. and look at just the awareness that's that I don't want to say is producing 
the thoughts, but the thoughts are just coming up yeah. from wherever, yeah. the emotions, body sensations. You can step back and provide space. It's like, it's like watching a movie. Yeah. You know, the screen is all these sensations, these emotions, these thoughts, and, and you, can, you can have space mm-hmm. as opposed to getting lost in the chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's the practice that I do that helps me to be with other people. Yeah. So you're talking about when you're practicing, like, at the Shambhala Center, that's what you do. And then is it like you're almost able to just bring it much more easily into the everyday moments because right. you've already done that practice? Right. Yeah. So, so I'm immersing myself in the practice yeah. and also practicing in the moment. And so yes. when I walk down the hallway, I'm, you know, pretty much paying attention to my feet, the physical mm-hmm. sensation of my feet. If I'm going to the grocery store and, and I feel kind of lost in my head, um, it, I, I go back to my feet as the anchor. Wow. So that's for in motion. Huh. Um, but being still is um, body sensations and, and the breath, because the, bre- the breath is always in motion. Um, so it's it's that's that's usually my anchor, yeah. um, but also, like I said, sensations, uh, you know what I'm hearing, what I'm mm-hmm. seeing. Um, I, I'm not looking around, but I'm just uh, have my eyes still. So being as still as possible, and then what usually happens uh, with practice is uh, things just become very ordinary. Yeah. So cool. so. Uh, so enlightenment is, I've heard, I've read that uh, that enlightenment is just to get you to meditate. So <laughs> it, so it's sort of like the prize. Oh, I but see. The the prize isn't <laughs> this thing that's there ever mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's more to to get you going in that direction. Yeah. And then the real prize is is paying attention to life. Yeah. The details. Mm-hmm. of life and appreciating that stuff um, mm-hmm. as opposed to just numbing out mm-hmm. and and not living mm-hmm. uh, and so it's yeah. it's uh, you know turning away from how culture can mm-hmm. uh, make us into a zombie yeah and it's almost like we don't even real we know that something's not quite right but we don't realize we don't, a lot of people, I think, and I was one of these people, don't know how to get out of it. Like, mm-hmm. we know it, we are stuck, but we don't know how to get unstuck sometimes. And, and I think yeah. it's like that voice, and I feel like you've answered a lot of my questions already. And it's yeah. like that voice that the ego, the inner critic, the negative mm-hmm. self-talk that will hold us back so much and that we identify with. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it sounds like you know meditation really helps you to kind of quiet that voice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it, it it's also it takes practice. It, it also it, there's also an understanding, and this goes back to the philosophy of Shambhala, is is that we're basically good. Yes. And that and that uh, that's that's the jumping off point is, is that we can always go back to, and that's always there ever yeah. present but we sometimes forget about that yeah and so mm-hmm. th- so you know if they're you know if you're chanting liturgies or 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 
or just the practice of meditation itself, mm-hmm. being mindful in the world, um, those are all reminders that 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 things are things are good the huh. way they are, huh. and not trying to uh, manipulate, and, you know, distort the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that distorting reality is 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 a way of avoiding mm-hmm. w- what's what's there, mm-hmm. what's inside, what's in, mm-hmm. what's on the outside. So it, yeah. it it's it's actually if uh, if we would, would call it a religion or a spirituality or way of being philosophy, it, for me it's it's it has everything to do with being authentic, honest, yeah, with what's happening in the moment, mm-hmm. um, genuine, mm-hmm. Uh, to connect with with reality. You're in a much better position to uh, to work with. You know, whatever direction you want to go, whatever, mm. uh, th- wh- you know, the things that you're uh, you're looking for, uh, you're much better positioned to have clarity of mind, uh, and that's what genuine um, being honest with what's happening means. Mm-hmm. Is the result is is the clarity, mm-hmm. is is being clear about you know what you're saying, what you're doing, what you're mm-hmm. hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the mm-hmm. the stuck part is 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 uh, is about uh, the, uh, w- one of the techniques that I've learned is <clears throat> again in the same thing with uh, facing the fear and allowing yourself to to feel it you become yeah. familiar with yeah. uh, with that fear and so the huh. the emotional charge dissipates. Yes. The more you can let yourself feel that, mm-hmm. uh, that's where that natural confidence and courage comes from. And then uh, with feeling stuck, you know, having doubt, uh, you know, feeling claustrophobic or any of those obstacles is learning to be with those obstacles. Yeah. And and what happens is the, uh, the obstacles are not. They they don't um, they don't have control yes. over you uh, yes. because you're you're not fearing it. So it's the fear itself, it's the anxiety itself huh. uh, that that uh, that is really the obstacle mm-hmm. as yes. opposed to, the, to yes. the obstacle. So it's learning to say, oh wow, there's an obstacle. Yes. And not uh, and we're learning to work with that, but and yes. not. Uh, Yes. Thinking that, wait a minute, this isn't supposed to be. Yeah, I think I keep hearing that, too, that the f- so much about fear that I don't think a lot of us realize that fear <coughs> is so powerful. And that, la- that is what holds a lot of us back, is, is the fear. Yeah. And we don't necessarily realize that we have it. Yeah. So I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but I know that you have work to get back yeah. to. So unless you have any parting last words, or which you might have wisdom to share, we can... Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I, or like you know what maybe like a sentence of like what what can somebody do today you know a quick thing they can yeah, do to start today um is 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 to be really gentle with themselves mm-hmm. and uh to know that there's there's wisdom in sadness there's mm-hmm. wisdom in anger there's mm-hmm. wisdom in loneliness and boredom That's uh nice. there's wisdom in fear um and so you're not running from it, but yeah. you're using it. 
yeah. to inform you. Um, and it could be as simple as um, a habit mm-hmm. that you're, you're it's, it's just a habit of the body. Yeah. And, and every time you tense up, all of a sudden you have this story in your mind yeah. about why you're tensing up. Yeah. So it's, it's learning to feel what you feel yeah. when you drop the story. Uh, so underneath the layers of, of how things were and, yeah. and if, you know, the mind tends to say, oh, they were that, that's the way they were and that's the way they are now. Yeah. Which is which is uh, not necessarily true, but we, it's like a, it's like a cult in our <laughs> in our mind that says no, this is it, and and then we believe in it. Mm-hmm. We're brainwashed mm-hmm. to thinking that, um, you know, we don't even question it. Right. And 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 so so. Uh, we become prisoners of our mind. Like those of things our that say, like, I can't do that, or I'm right. not good enough, or, yeah. Right. 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 So they're living in the past when I right. said, I, I, I'm not good enough, I can't do that. Yeah. And, they're, and, and the inner critic is, yes. is, is uh, it has hold. Yeah. When the inner critic is, is, uh, is just exaggerated fear. Yeah. Uh, mm. Where, uh, but fear, you know, it's good to feel fear, um, mm. and it's important. Um, but uh, but fearing fear is is the work of the inner critic. Yes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. And and it's not to bash the inner critic. It's to understand that that's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's the inner. Uh, that's the role. <laughs> that's uh, it, it. It's sort of like it's in, been implanted. It, yeah. it. It just. It, I don't. I don't want to say it implanted, but but it's it's. Um, again, it, it it's something that uh, is very immature, and and uh, but has some wisdom in it. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just, um, a lot of the times that, that immaturity of the inner critic covers mm-hmm. the, 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 the treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we just, mm-hmm. we just follow the inner critic, not yeah. knowing that, oh, you know, this is, maybe this is a habit or maybe, maybe I should, I should, uh, really be listening to this anxiety or depression or fear, mm-hmm. or maybe maybe I just need to be gentle with that mm-hmm. part of myself yeah. that that uh, has been beating beating my other parts up. Right, right. And and that's you know that's the habit that, yeah. and that's basically what we're talking about is judgment. Yeah, is, a lot of self judgment. Um, yeah, yeah. Harsh, harsh, harsh uh, self judgment. Yeah, and, um, we're our own worst enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I, I, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. No. Uh, to yeah. to to be hard on myself, but what works for me is to is to really soften up and be tender, and mm-hmm. and uh, which is another way of saying be open. Yeah. And and sensitive. Yeah. Uh, um, 
because and sadness is is a, is a part of a part of life. Yeah. Knowing that yeah. things That's go okay. away. Mm-hmm. That cycle. Everything goes away. Yeah. Oh, you have so many beautiful things you said. So thank you so much, Frank, for your time and your sharing of your wisdom. I feel like I have all these quotes that you said that I could like put up somewhere. <laughs> quotes by well, Frank. Thank you, and it's a privilege to always talk with you. Oh well. Likewise, feelings mutual.